Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Midway upon the journey of our life, I found myself within a forest dark, for the straightforward pathway had been lost. Oh my, how hard a thing it is to say what was this forest savage, rough and stern, which in the very thought renews the fear. So bitter it is, death is little more. But of the good to treat which there I found, speak will I of the other things I saw there. Hello and welcome to Cop On Podcast, you crispy pancake. Those opening lines were from the beginning of Inferno by Dante Alighieri. Inferno is book one of the Divine Comedy, a trilogy uh, published a year before Dante's death in 1321. You can block us on Twitter at, at Copon Podcast. You can send us your agony aunt letters to coponpodcast at gmail.com. You can sing a song about Copon through the ceiling and or walls, just loud enough that your neighbours suspect you of being strange. Thank you enormously for listening. I do mean that. Uh, and despite the madness of Liverpool's form, I do hope you can walk on and dream on, my brothers and sisters. Well, hello. Um, hello, everybody. Um, it's uh, th- about one hour after the final whistle of Liverpool nil, Fulham Football Club one. Um, I, I, it doesn't hurt as much as the others did because I'm just used to the pain by now um, it's like you know you see those uh, I believe it's a Ukrainian TV show where people get slapped in the face repeatedly and after a while they're just able to just stand there and take it um, I, I feel like you know I feel thoroughly slapped but um, I'm just standing I'm just standing there like it, it's all right now um, I'm joined by several Reds from around the world. I'm going to go to uh, to Abdul first. Abdul, um, how slapped are you feeling after that result? Yeah, um, I haven't even really fully digested the feelings from it. It's just a bit surreal at the moment, just the results. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know what to say. It's just, um, yeah, I, I think one of the commentators on my stream was saying like, the decline is straight vertical right now and it really is like seven home losses in a row like that is just completely unprecedented for any team in the premier league even relegation form um not for the champions from last season so this is a completely new feeling um but i'm i'm trying to find some positives as always but i feel like like you said earlier i think the pressure is completely off now i don't feel like top four is in our hands anymore um so i don't feel like there's anything much to play for anymore so yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at well i mean does it make you feel better to know that it's actually only six in a row that we've lost you might slightly be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> well it's uh yeah it's um i don't know but i i forgive you for uh for adding an extra match in there, it could be it could be eight, it could be nine. It feels like about twenty. Uh, 
But we're just not scoring any goals. I mean, that was match 13 in a row with no goals um, in the first half for Liverpool Football Club. And uh, it's madness. But, Doug, when the teams came out, you can understand it from Klopp's point of view because I think he's clearly resting people and prioritising the Champions League. I mean, why else would you have Nat Phillips and and Nico Williams when you're playing such a high line. I don't know. Um, what what do you think, Doug? How are you? Uh, I, well, uh, could be a lot better, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, I I actually like the lineup. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else felt like that. But I I like I like the freshness of it. Yes, it was a risk to go with Reese Williams and Nathaniel Phillips at the at the back. But um, it was nice to see Nico. Um, and, and yeah, I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying, Owen, and the fact that he's he's obviously looking at the Champions League for for the game um, on Wednesday. Uh, but uh, one of my main questions is: Should we actually move to Budapest now? Because we can actually win at Budapest. Um, it, f- it feels it feels like feels like that we seem to be going back to a place where we can actually win. Um, but. Like it was, it, I I honestly thought the lineup was it was interesting. It was it was like it was just like a, it was just like saying to the players like some of them just need to kick up the backside. Uh, in all honesty, um, but I actually welcomed the lineup. It was a chance for players to you know come in and you know make a claim for themselves. But unfortunately, um, barring I think maybe William Neckel Williams probably coming in. Um, I think they were. He was the only one that really stayed the claim to be in the in the team at the moment. So uh, very, very disappointing. Well, thanks, Doug. I mean, this is Doug from the from the Dugout Football Channel. Do check it out, listeners. Please do on YouTube's great channel. Thank you, Doug. Uh, Peter, um, you know, Abdul's saying that uh, he's given up on top four. Uh, I gave up on top four after the Chelsea match, personally. Um, um, what does it mean to you, Peter, to, to lose matches in the league? I mean, we're not going to get relegated. For me, as far as I'm concerned, we can just finish 15th. As You know, 15th is as good as 7th. I don't know. How are you feeling about the Premier League, Peter? Well, for, uh, for me, it was um, finally... I finally conceded the fact that I don't believe we'll be finishing in the top four. Not because the math isn't... Impossible. I mean, had we won today, we still would have been sitting in in fifth, obviously with a game ahead of some of our uh, closest rivals. But but more because our form is is just so bad. You can just tell that they've lost belief. And what happens in between the ears is still where this game is won or lost. Um, I must caveat that with the fact that seven of our champions starting eleven from last year couldn't start today. And I know it's a Sounds like an excuse, and we're all tired of saying it, but it's also an explanation. Um, but still, we have enough talent on the field to to be doing a little bit better than we are doing. Um, it's so it's so vertical this drop. It's it's to the point where you wonder if if we're jinxed. I mean, even a broken clock is right twice a day, and the way the ball bounces for us at the moment, it really makes you wonder. I mean, do we need to bring in a witch doctor or make a sacrifice? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's just still too much talent for for us to not be finding the net for what is it, a, a eleven and a half hours? Um, I'm still the eternal optimist, um, like Abdul. Maybe some other 
numbers on here. Um, you know, and I can't help but say, you know, we still only lost by one to Chelsea. We only lost by one today. And there's still so many tiny margins that, that have such huge implications. And we're still so close to, to turning the tides, to turning the narrative. But uh, Salah was through in the first half. And uh, he was pushed off the ball a bit by uh, one of their defenders. And he had a second crack at it and just completely whiffed as the ball was bouncing in front of him. But Mane came in and the ball dropped to him, kind of bounced oddly. He couldn't get it out from under his feet. Um, the header that hits the post at the end, uh, Jota's amazing volley that gets saved. It's just how how is it possible um, that we that we the goals have just gone so dry for us? Um, I do believe that. Um, because it's mental, I think the change in competition in Champions League is going to be a breath of fresh air for the for the team. And I'm still feeling optimistic about um, our chances to go at least onto the next round. But yeah, I, I'm like you. We could finish 15th at this point. Um, it's tough. It's tough. Great answer. Thank you, Peter. Um, Brian's with us as well. Brian in Hong Kong. Uh, welcome back, Brian. Uh, the last three matches... Um, uh, that we've lost um, um, uh, have been against Everton, Chelsea and Fulham. We did manage to beat Sheffield United in the middle of that. But, uh, you know, against Everton, we won... Sorry, we lost 2-0. Uh, they, they, we had 1.54 xG. Uh, we lost against Chelsea. We had 0.25 xG. And despite 16 shots, according to Google... Uh, uh, the understat XG gives us 0.7 for today to Fulham's 1.37. Brian, Fulham deserved to win, but I'm going to ask you, uh, well, I don't know. It like, I don't know. How, just how how do you feel about it all, Brian? I don't know. Um, I, I'm a little bit empty, to be honest with you. I, I'm like Peter. I'm, I'm the internal optimist. I'm always trying to see where the glass is half full and uh you know constantly putting things in, into perspective um mentally giving the squad and the team uh, lots of excuses for where we're at and where we're not at um but today was bad it really was bad and uh, i mean i was lucky i i, I missed the, the chelsea game as as luck might have it so i didn't get to see that i think i just dodged a bullet um and i was expecting uh I was expecting a response today, and when I saw the team sheet, I just, you know, you 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 hope that that uh, things will go well. But I mean, let's let's be honest. That's a, it was a very, I mean, it's experimental, yes, and maybe shake things up, yes. But um, you know, that back four uh, and even the midfield, uh, it didn't fill me with confidence at all. Um, having said that. I haven't given up the ghost on uh, on on the Champions League places. We're not, we're still a couple of games swing out of that. But I mean, on that's I think Klopp. When I've seen some of his interviews after the match today, I I could tell he's just focused on. We just need to start winning games. We can't even talk about 
qualification for the Champions League if we can't beat Fulham at home or you know there's no there's no easy looking games even though I've had a look at our fixtures for the rest of the season it doesn't look too challenging at the moment we, we can't seem to beat anybody except for when we're in the Champions League I suppose when we're out there so I'm just taking one game at a hand one game at a time um, and I, I've already signed off on this season being an absolute train wreck and the sooner it's finished the better for me I think yeah, it is a train wreck. Um, it's um, of the 92 clubs in English professional football uh, across four divisions. Liverpool are bottom. They're in 92nd place in terms of home form. Uh, so this is... Uh, <laughs> it's um, it's unprecedented. It's never happened. And it's interesting. And I think it's, um, in a way, typical Jurgen Klopp in the fact that everything is epic so we win in epic ways and now it seems we lose in epic ways and it's it's um i don't know this but there is no i mean i'm not even going to ask anybody if there are any questions over the manager because there aren't uh, this season is uh, one that we've we've been writing off for for a little while uh, domestically at least um but <laughs> I don't know, today, I was, you know, I was squinting uh, very hard and I saw actually some positives. Um, One of the positives I saw, I saw maybe four or five positives from today. One of them was actually uh, Alison Becker, uh, Doug, who I thought had a really good game. And I thought Naby Keita was, was, was actually very good. Um, for especially in the second half, not so much in the first half, but in the second half, I thought he was excellent. Um, now I'm struggling a bit. Oh yeah, Mo Salah in the first half. These are three positives, Doug. Uh, do you have any? I mean, do you have the same ones? Do you have any other positives? I thought, I thought to be fair, I thought Neko gave a good account of himself down that right. I know, I know Fulham were, you know, uh, attacking down our left uh, as much as they could. Um, but to be, to be fair, like th- there were a couple of times he was out of position in, in that first half, and you know, credit to Fulham, uh, you know, they exploited down our uh, down our right. Uh, but um, I thought. Uh, Thought for the the amount of games that you know Williams has had, um, not not many that is, and yeah, I, I thought Keita in the second half was was much better as well. Um, there was a nice nice wee ball to uh, to Mane that, that hit the bar. Um, I mean that that was probably you know the closest we were, we were coming, but Jota, I suppose you could say Jota. I know it was his you know first game. Uh, started um, and you know he lasted 90 minutes as well. But you know there were there were signs of sort of the old Jota coming back, like running, running the defenders, running away from them. So um, and to be fair, like I know people will, will say that Shakiri didn't have a have a great game, but th- that free kick, I thought that was in um, the 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 one in the one of the first half it was it was looked it looked close it looked close um, as well but uh, yeah for me I think the positives for me I think are I think Neko um, I think he played well uh, at, the, at the right uh, and I think Keita Keita did and pr- probably Jota for me is uh, is another positive uh, to take into it yes good shout it was definitely positive to see uh, Jota 
get 90, 90 minutes and that volley was uh, was delicious and you're right he did show, show some good touches look a bit dangerous um yeah uh what about you abdul um you know any any positives uh from you know apart from the ones that we've talked about because i don't know like for example where where would you stand on on nico williams because for me doug saying he's a positive for me he gave the ball away a lot and that led to a lot of dangerous attacks and i think we were lucky fulham didn't really have a good striker or they could have won you know with lookman uh, you know looking like uh, neymar or or prime ronaldinho uh, given the space that we afforded him um i don't know where, where do you stand on, on on nico williams i think he's a good player but uh, for me he didn't impress me that much today i don't know what do you think yeah it was a mixed bag um I can I completely see where people come on the Nico Williams debate uh, on both sides. I do tend to lean more as, uh, into being a fan of his, and I do think that um, he did show um, some really good uh, moments in the match today. Especially as uh, Doug said, he he really doesn't get that much game time. Um, so I was actually quite surprised to see him in the starting lineup this morning. Um, I predicted most of the team actually. I predicted like, well, actually, I, I missed out on four, but. Uh, I knew that Milner and Cato were probably going to start, and I thought that they were going to have Fabinho in the middle with them. I thought Genie was going to get a rest, but he decided to play Genie. I thought Origi would get a start, and then with Yotta and Salah on either side, but he went for Shakiri instead of Origi. And then uh, I thought Trent was going to get a start along with um, Ben Davies, but obviously he went with Reese Williams and Nico. Um, so yeah, I. I I understood from the, the lineup point of view, it was, you know, we've got three games in a week. Uh, we need to have fresh legs for the second leg for Leipzig. And we need to have fresh legs for tonight as well. Uh, today, sorry. And um, yeah, seeing Nico in there, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Drop Trent, give him a rest. Um, so I, I wasn't expecting too much from him. But yeah, Fulham targeted him. And maybe it's not him. It's maybe a Liverpool thing in general because Chelsea did the exact same thing on Wednesday. That right-hand side, because we play such a high line, if we don't have the right protection on a transition, doesn't matter if you're uh, Usain Bolt trying to get back. You're just they're they're gonna they're gonna have whoever's right back. So um, I'm happy that we didn't actually concede from like a direct chance from that. Or did we in this match? How did we? No, we didn't. Thank God. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, Nico going forward, um, he has this. Uh, he, he likes to put his head down when he's dribbling and that gets him a lot of uh, abuse from people on the timeline because they're like, oh, he doesn't get his head up, just play it simple. And yeah, sometimes maybe he can just play it simple, um, but that will come with experience. Um, but in attacking moments, when he gets down that byline and he tries to put in a cross, I think he does really, really well. I think he created a really good chance from a cross uh, oh, for the for the um volley, which I'm surprised didn't go in. But um yeah, he has his flashes, and hopefully he can just build on it. Um, I think the way that we are in the league right now, it might even be worth Klopp um, just using the league matches as just a way to get the rotation players into some kind of rhythm, into some kind of form. Because um, I think this season has shown especially that the pitfall of not doing regular rotation, like, for example, how Pep Guardiola does at City. I know people say that our bench doesn't have as much quality as City's, but I also think if you give players more more opportunities to play, 
then when they do play, they're in a better mindset. They have more consistency, better rhythm, better form. And that overall, over the course of a season, will benefit us more than just chucking in seven new players against Fulham today. So, um, yeah, I, I would, I'm going to reserve judgment on Nico overall until he's had like a good 20 to 30 game season and see how we can build on that. Apart from that, this is a lengthy answer, I'm sorry, but um, I think this is the thing with Liverpool. We're very, like you said, like we do things in such an epic fashion. We win in an epic fashion or we lose in an epic fashion or we go on a losing streak on an epic fashion. And like the stats don't even seem to like make sense. Like the XG, you, you, you're on it constantly um, just saying like how we should be doing better, but we're not. And it's just, there's something about this club. It's like a mystical kind of magical force that just makes us such a weird team. Like, this run is completely unprecedented. We shouldn't be losing this many matches at home. We shouldn't not be scoring like this. And um, within that overall kind of results sphere, then you have the real performances that we're actually getting. And there's actually so many bright sparks. Like you were saying, Naby Keita, Allison is kind of back to a really good form. Fabinho, when he came in today for 15 minutes back in midfield, like some of the challenges he was winning, the way he was pressing is so good to see, like really filled me with joy because we're going to need that in the next few matches and for the rest of the season. Um, Salah was really positive, really could see that he wanted to get something on the line today and Jota, seeing him for 90 minutes, like there's so many different positives about the team, but it's just not coming together to get the result. And it's just really weird, um, just really weird to witness it. You don't know what to feel. And um, yeah, I just... Like Pete was saying, maybe we do need a witch doctor to break this kind of curse around us right now. Because I don't know what more we could be doing performance-wise. Um, because usually our performances performances like that have got us wins in the past. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? No, yes, it's a lovely answer. I think uh, Bruce Grobbler can come and uh, urinate on everybody. Uh, you know, to to lift uh, lift some the hex or something. I don't know. There there is there might there might be something. You're absolutely right. But you're also right. It's a lovely answer. Thank you, Abdi. You're also right to bring up uh, Fabinho's excellent sort of cameo for the last ten minutes. Uh, Nico Williams, in terms of his um, stats, they're very good actually. Defensively, uh, best defender on the pitch. Four tackles, two interceptions, one clearance, one blocked shot, and uh, one foul. And then going forward. Um, he had, uh, in terms of passing, he had 12 crosses. One of them was accurate. Uh, six long balls and one of them was accurate. Um, so it was that part of his game that was frustrating me in terms of he was giving the ball away too much, which led to all of the breaks that Fulham had down that side. Um, well, not, it wasn't just him, but it, it, a lot of the time when the move broke down, they were uh, Fulham were looking to to spring into that space behind him and it's a good tactic and it's the same tactic the teams have been using again and again and again and again and I wonder um, is there anything you would do uh, Brian to, to change tactically because we we are just going through the same tactics with or well, there was a little change against Sheffield United but um, it seems like you know we, 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 we're keeping a high line and we're attacking and uh, this is Jurgen Klopp football right Brian this is I mean we want to he wants to attack but is, is there a, a call for a bit more pragmatism to defend a little bit deeper when you've got these you know inexperienced or perhaps not quite good enough players 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. And I also agree that Nico Williams was totally at fault for, for the loss today. I, I definitely put the whole performance on him, like you just said earlier on. Um, that, that was that was a very bad joke. Sorry. Um, uh, no, I mean, look, I think... I was fully on there. <laughs> Yes, let's get a witch doctor to go and visit Nico first <laughs> and explain to him getting the ball into the box first time. Um, no, um, yeah, look, I, I, I think it might be a thing, right? Because it, when when we as fans are starting to think like that, and we have been thinking like that for a while now, um, you wonder, right, if um, the effectiveness of, of this system that... Uh, hasn't seemed to change that much um, this year. No matter what's happening, we still seem to be playing the same system over and over again. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, an armchair fan. What do I know about football? I'd be, I've been trying to like look closer to the screen just to see well, what's actually happening uh, week in, week out. But I just think we're just so predictable, and uh, it just every team plays the exact same way. It doesn't matter who they are. And now, actually, it's even worse. I think teams are kind of stretching their legs a little bit more because we're so mentally shot. Um, I think originally it was a case of teams were being very conservative against us. They were just putting men behind the ball, hitting us on the break. But now, as each successive bad result rolls in, you, it just it, it's a it's a vicious circle. It, it's pulling us down and it's bringing our our opposition up week in week out. Um, I mean, I. I'm just wondering why we don't try to go through the middle more. I mean, and, and in terms of the high line as well, I just today, I just thought it was absolutely shocking. I mean, I, uh, Reese Williams, I mean, I, I really like him. I think he's great as, as a, as a young player, he has impressed me, uh, so much. He, he's been amazingly solid for a, for a kid. Um, but I think the whole world and, and, and his mother knows that he lacks pace severely and um when we get exposed um on the you know on the break or or whatnot you know i just i I was been so lucky i think that we weren't punished uh, a number of times um uh so yeah i mean i mean for me the the mass the biggest biggest highlight of today that really kind of i can take away from that game was fabinho playing in the middle of the pitch that just filled me with joy. It really did. And it was, oh, it was instant what he brought, that that bite that in the middle of the field. You know, it just it felt like there was a real presence in there. I mean, I thought our middle uh, midfield was shocking today. I really did. I mean, I thought Milly, he's usually my favourite player on the pitch. And whilst I think he did do certain things well, I just think he left Nico out to dry the first half. I think Nico was, whilst he did... Um, his position was off once or twice. I don't think his teammates helped him out that much um, in the first half anyway. But, you know, getting back to what you were originally asked in terms of formation. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, two up front and uh, a diamond, I, you know, that's what I've been thinking for a while uh, with the kind of players that we have at the club. But I don't know what it is. But, I mean, the big thing for me, the one thing that's missing that basically means we're not the same team anymore is our press and intensity it's just not there, week in, week out. And I think it's because of the, 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 we haven't had a settle back four that's affected our midfield. It's so, you could just tell anytime you watch Liverpool now, 
And more times than not, you, you see the same game over and over again, and you just know, or you go, oh, my God, it's like five minutes in. And it doesn't matter who you're playing against, be Crystal Palace, or you just take your pick. It's the same game. And uh, you, you know you're going to watch the same game over and over again. Um, so, I mean, I hope... The only, time it's, the only time it's really fun to watch Liverpool these days is when, when they're in Europe, because... You know the European teams haven't got the memo, <laughs> and they they, uh, they just get they they play out and they they we play open games against uh, teams in Europe and and usually we come out on top in that situation. Um, but in the in the Premier League, you just you just press pause at any stage and you, you see anywhere between eight to ten players in their own half, not even their own half, and practically in their own box. And it's like, there's no movement as well from our players. I've noticed that a lot, you know, there's just everybody standing on their heels and, uh, and we're like just doing ball to feet passes like Skittles getting through. Well, I don't know, Brian. I don't know because uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ask Peter about this as well, but because I noticed something today, Peter, about that, about what Brian's saying about, about tech and about, you know, passing the ball from side to side. We've seen that a lot, but in the first half, I think Brian's exa- absolutely right. Milner was far away from, from Nico Williams, but I, I noticed that he was given licence to actually run into the box and try and make uh, make runs like Curtis Jones has been making for the past couple of, couple of games, actually. He wasn't found because no one either saw the run or they couldn't make the pass or they didn't risk making the pass to Milner when he made that run. Much with Curtis Jones, uh, apart from that one brilliant ball by Salah that he didn't control in the last match against Chelsea. But I I have noticed in the past couple of matches a bit of a change, Peter. But I I, I, want to talk about the midfield um, and your your thoughts on it. I mean, it was Milner, uh, Naby Keita and Genie today. I mean, they're they're not going to start against Leipzig, are they? No, I... I wouldn't see them starting versus Leipzig. Um, I would agree with uh, what Brian was saying and that we need to reimagine our midfield. We've made too many sacrifices to the midfield uh, in thinking about our defense, and that has affected our press, and that has affected our solidity in winning the battles in middle of the pitch. And we still have the personnel to put together a really strong, solid, stacked, world-class midfield. And one of the highlights for me today was seeing Fabinho back in that midfield. Uh, we have Thiago in the team, and we have yet to come up with a way to maximize his strengths, to find a way to work around making something solid by by having that solidity in front of your defenders you make life a lot easier for your center backs um so i i really hope that seeing uh fab in the six was a sign of things to come and there's so many options we could have uh, a double double pivot and have the two of them uh tiago and fab playing next to each other i think that's the way that we lined up tiago and henderson when we played so well versus Everton um, back in October, but we need to we need to start winning that that central part of of the team. I I will say uh, a positive, um, two positives for me today was uh, Keita was at least really fighting. There was a sense of urgency to get to the second ball or to the loose ball and to try to drive forward. 
and Owen, what you're saying, um, that in the last, I would say, three matches, there's been um, Klopp has been imploring those midfielders to make those late runs, but it comes down to another thing Klopp was saying is these decisive moments. These are the moments where we're not seeing the run, we're not seeing the pass, we don't back ourselves to know when to shoot or to to have the confidence to to try to make the right pass. Even the way that the game started today, Salah had a few opportunities to to put Jota in, and he just he just kept making the wrong decision. But we have to figure out a way to put in four midfielders, put in five midfielders, anything. But if we win, if we start winning in at least one part of the pitch. I think that will really start to turn the tide. And the other positive today was that Nat Phillips, he doesn't have the pace, but when he's one-on-one, when he's in the air, he shows that he has a sense of urgency. Um, because of that high line, he was sprinting back all day, but when he had his chance to close down his man, he he, he had done very well. So I really hope um, that Nat can stay fit stay in the team and somebody can come in, not Reese Williams, but somebody, not Fabinho, whether it be Kabak or Davies, um, let them, however poor we might think they are, get used to each other and get a solid midfield in front of them. That's, that's what I would hope we would at least start with. This is very interesting. It's very interesting. We're going to pick a team for, for the Leipzig match pretty shortly. But uh, I just, the last thing I want to talk about from today is Sadio Mane, uh, Doug. Sadio Mane came on on the 61st minute um, or around about then. He had a swipe that from a corner when the ball came to him quickly, just, just an air swipe on 66 minutes. He had a looping header off the post just three minutes late on 69, and then a very poor-headed headed attempt on 79 minutes. So, I mean, he had three chances in half an hour. That's on the good side. But on the bad side is he looks absolutely... I don't know if it's mentally... mental fatigue or something, but he just looks so short on confidence he's brilliant and he he could be one of the best players in the world but he doesn't believe it as much as we do perhaps yeah i, I absolutely agree with you i think looking at the looking at the chance he you know he snatched that uh, when it when that when that corner came in um i thought he was gonna hit that full first time uh man united have just scored again apparently uh it's 2-0 to man united so that's gonna make my moods even worse uh but um what i will say on the the money thing i th- i just think it's a guy who's just out of form and we just need we just need him to be um i th- i think a speller of the team would do him of the world of good um but i th- think he will probably start against leipzig in all honesty uh, but yeah, I mean, he's not the Sadio Mane of last season. I think we can quite clearly see that. I think also the the thing the thing also I would say is that Mane, I think Mane was the main man last season, and I think he got so many late goals last season. When it's not going well, he he and Firmino just seem to go on a wee run where they just can't seem to. You know, hit 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 the back of the net. Unfortunately, but there is a very good player in Sadio Mane, and I think he will he will come good again. It's just I think it's just about patience for him and uh, and Bobby Salah. He'll go in a bad spell, but the thing with Salah is I think he will 
probably go on a, a bad spell and then out of nowhere get a get a goal from you know um when when he's when he's in a poor run of form i i honestly think Mane just needs a bit of a a, a spell out of the out of the team um but i think i i like i like the fact that they did bench him today and then he could come on and you know get 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 a a, a, a tight and full of defense but unfortunately that just was wasn't the case today but I I I don't I don't doubt Manny's uh, you know um, ability or, or or skill. He's a fantastic player, um, but we're just we're just not seeing that right now. And I just I, I think I think not having a settled back four, not having a settled midfield, is affecting the attack. So I don't think it's I don't think it's anything to do with Manny's poor run of form. I just think it's probably the the fact that the midfield are not playing the ball much much to him but he is in a bad spell we've just got to support him and i'm pretty sure he'll get out of this and then hopefully he'll get on a once once he gets once he gets one goal he will go on a goal scoring run i hope you're right and i think you could well be right that's a very good answer thank you very much um let's move on let's move on enough of this fulham game i mean another loss in the premier league what's new what what is exciting for me about this season is the fact that in the Champions League we seem to be uh, a different team and a completely different competition and we have a different competition to focus on thank FFT Um, uh, Liverpool have kept a clean sheet in six of their last eight Champions League matches Abdul uh, Red Bull Leipzig, sorry, it's not Red Bull Leipzig, it's RB Leipzig, because you're not allowed to call them Red Bull uh, in according to German law. So they call it RB Leipzig. They have conceded at least two goals in their last three Champions League matches. Uh, it's We're a different beast. And I, I just think, but I think what's very interesting, Abdul, about this match is who the hell are we going to play? So Alisson's going to be in goal. Uh, Trent is going to be at right back. But then in central defence... Kabak might be injured, we don't know. Ben Davis, we think he's injured. Um, So if Kabak and Ben Davis are injured, that leaves us with Nat Phillips, Reese Williams. Although, is Nat Phillips even registered for European competition? I don't even even know. So Fabinho's got to play at centre-back, Abdul. As brilliant as he is in midfield, probably the best number six in the world, but he's got to be at centre-back, surely, Abdul. What do you think? Who would you play in defence? Yeah, <clears throat> we uh, might need to employ that witch doctor to find uh, Ben Davies as well, because at the moment it feels like he's a Mandela effect. Did we actually sign him, or is he just like something that we all just imagined? But... Um, Nah, it's, it's a weird one. Uh, I think Nat Phillips is registered for the Champions League now. He wasn't originally, but he is now. Um, we do have Reese Williams if we needed to, but fingers crossed Kabak comes through. Um, and if it is the case that Kabak does come through, then I would just keep it simple. Kabak and Phillips at centre-back. Um, put Fabinho back in midfield. Like Even just, for, just to give him more minutes in midfield again, just today's cameo in midfield was just so bright the way he was pressing, the way he made a few challenges, like in the 89th minute when we really needed to get the ball forward, he was just snapping at people's legs. It was just beautiful to see. And I want to see that again. Uh, we've got a 2-0 cushion. I mean, would I risk Reese Williams if Kabak didn't make it? 
instead of Fabinho, just see Fabinho play in midfield. Uh, actually, yeah, I probably wouldn't. I would probably have to go Phillips and Fabinho at defence. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if Ben Davies is fit, please, we need you. Um, if Kabak is fit, even better. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the big question for me actually is Robbo. The guy just keeps playing minutes. He keeps getting minutes every single week, regardless of what's happening. For Scotland as well, he's playing like every single 90 minute that's possible. I just feel scared. Like one day he's just going to break down um, and his leg's just going to fall off or something. He, he surely has an injury pending. If any team is sensible, you give him a rest at some point. Um, but I don't think he's going to get a rest against Leipzig. So he's probably going to get another 90 minutes. Um, midfield, after that, will probably pick itself. Thiago... The question is whether Genie gets another bit of a rest or if he goes on again. Um, if Cater can start again, I'm, I think he would be able. I think he, he'd be a big shout to start because he had a good match today, um, in the second half at least. But if he want, if Klopp wants to manage him, then I'd understand that as well. Um, Curtis Jones is there waiting in the wings to go in again. Front three will be the normal front three. So yeah, just a couple of question marks in, you know, Fabinho in midfield or defence and then whoever else is in defence or midfield to replace him basically. I, I would agree I, I in terms of you know I think Fabinho's got to play I'm going to go on under the assumption because this is Liverpool Football Club 2020-21 season um, that uh, uh, Kabak's going to be out. I'm just going to assume that. Um, Brian um I don't know. Actually, would anybody, before we move on from the defence, so, you know, the defence should be Trent, Fabinho, Phillips and Robbo. Uh, does anybody disagree with that? I would take Fabinho out of defence. Uh, ever since the, the Leicester game, he conceded the penalty. Um, he he has not been playing like he was in that purple patch the first few months when he was playing brilliantly. I do not... I don't think Fabinho is some... The shut down monster center back who um, who if he doesn't have the help in front of him um, he, he just doesn't have the, the instinct um, I don't know if he's communicating uh, effectively enough when him and Trent um, were both at fault I think in conceding the goal to, to Mason Mount I would get Fabinho into his preferred position and uh, and have him win the battles up uh, a little bit further in front of the box so who would you play in central defence then, Peter? Because if Kabak is, is injured and Ben Davis is injured, we're down to just two centre-backs, Nat Phillips and Reese Williams, exactly the same situation as we were in all January, uh, basically. Um, so, I mean, would you play both of them? I mean, you would have to play both of them at centre-back, or, or are you dropping someone like Genie back in central defence? No, I, 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 would, I would stick with both of them. I would, I would stick with, with Reese if necessary. In this game, see that's bold. That's bold. It is, but mm-hmm. I, what I would be doing is I would be playing four midfielders. I would be playing Wijnaldum, Fabinho, Thiago, and Keita in midfield, and I believe that between them, they could snuff out enough of the danger so that Phillips um, and whoever he's playing alongside their job would be easier. I say win the ball higher up. That's 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 what I would do. So you're going for like a four-four-two then, with uh, with a uh, Salah and who up front? With Salah and Jota up front? Uh, Salah and Jota, or Salah and Mane, depending on uh, who the phys- who the physios recommend. We do not need to score. Um, 
anything in this match, what we need to do is is lock it down. So I would play with one less recognized forward unless, uh, you know, unless something crazy happened. I know it's unconventional, but right now all of the things that we have been doing have not been going well. I, I'm, I'm looking for some bold changes. <laughs> Interesting. No, yeah, you're perfectly welcome to that opinion. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I mean, you totally get it. Totally get the need for a change. Uh, Doug, you wanted to come in? Yeah. Um, oh, just just on the just on the Quebec uh, thing, I have heard from someone that apparently he will probably miss the game. Um, so in that aspect, I think as much as I want Fabinho back in midfield, I think we all want Fabinho back in midfield, but I honestly do think that uh, Fabinho will be at the back uh, against uh, Leipzig on uh, on Wednesday. Um, oh, yeah. I honestly, I think the other thing we, we, we have to say is that Phillips are responding. For me, I would play Phillips. I would definitely play Phillips. Um, so, uh, you, you look you look at you look at that, you look at the team that played today. I mean, I I'd like to I'd like to see something different. I'd I'd like to see Keita at the six and then have Van Eldum and Thiago. I, I don't know if that would I don't know if that would work, but uh, but then again, you you could you could you could argue that Curtis Jones shouldn't really be dropped. Um, so you could I the thing is, Jenny Van Eldum got replaced early on today. I wonder if that was a a, a sign that he might uh, have a rest against uh, against Leipzig. I I actually think the midfield three on Wednesday could potentially be Keita Thiago Jones. Wow. Okay, Brian. What do you think about the midfield? What midfield would you pick, and why, Brian? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't put my hand up initially when you said that um, we're all agreeing that Fab's in the in the defence. Um, until I realised that you were saying Quebec is almost certainly out. Uh, yeah, and no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk those two again um, in Europe, especially. Um, I don't know. I mean, I concur with what uh, Peter was saying there. We're like, we don't need to score goals, we don't need to take chances. Um, I would like to see him go with a four-two-three-one um, and put uh, put all the toys out. Put uh, put Fabinho, uh, Bobby up front with Jota, Mane and Salah behind him, and then Thiago and Genie in the two, and then Fabinho, uh, um, Fabinho, Phillips, uh, Trent, and uh, and Robbo in the back. I like the sound of that. I like the look of that team. That's uh, it's a it's it it seems solid. It doesn't doesn't scream weakness like some of the teams that we've been putting out um, of late, and it just seems a bit more solid. And 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 Bobby should be you know closing down, pressing like like he used to do from from the front, and just just keep our shape and and hunt hunt them down, and uh, because it's all on them to to come and to come at us. Um, so I mean I that's what that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see a. I, I hope we don't do four three three again because it just we just seem to be too open in that formation at the moment. 
And I would love to see us do a yeah a four two three one because I know he's used that quite a few times in the past, and I think that's the that's the one formation with the with the kind of personnel that we have at the moment and and the personnel we have available that would I think lend itself well to these these players. And sorry, um, who who do you have uh, in in the two in front of the defence, Brian? I would have Tiago and Genie or some Tiago mm-hmm. and. Uh, Tiago and one other player, you know, um, but or Miller, Tiago and and Millie, but uh, I think Tiago and Genie would be would be would 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 be great, you know, and uh, and 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 have give them a lot to think about because you know you've got uh, Firmino, Mane, Jota, um, Salah all on the pitch, and you've got like Tiago uh, uh, run, um, running the game from deep, perhaps, and. Uh, a genie kind of offering and support. I just think that sounds great to me, but uh, I mean, who knows? We'll see what it goes. But I, one thing I don't want to see, I will absolutely shit my pants if it's the same two centre backs <laughs> as tonight. I feel like, uh, I, oh man. I, <laughs> I would yeah, actually, like, that'd be too much. <laughs> I can respect what you're saying there. I think that's a good shout. I, I like the sound of that. Uh, yeah. Shit uh, my I'm pants. Just... <laughs> we should all get on board the shit in the pants train. Can I just say though, um, the more I think about it, the more I'm absolutely certain James Milner's going to start on Wednesday, because um, I can just see it. Leipzig can see that Liverpool are on a bad run of form. Klopp is thinking we need the result. We need our place to be focused. We don't have Hendo. We're going to need our vice captain on the pitch, and I can see him playing in Milner from the start just for that reason and uh, would you what would you do Abdul 4-2-3-1 Brian Brian makes a convincing case I think uh, it's ours to lose on Wednesday uh, and yeah it's definitely a convincing case uh, to go out because attack is the best form of defence right um, and who doesn't want to see Yossa play again but I think Klopp will probably stick to his safe guns as he usually does um, I think we'll see a 4-3-3 Milner Tiago, and then the question is probably going to be Genie. Yeah, I can't even lie. He played 60 minutes today just to save his legs to play some minutes on Wednesday. So he'll probably start midfield of Milner, Genie, and and Tiago and uh, Fabinho at centre back. So yeah, uh, if we get the result, then yeah, it all works out. But we haven't we haven't we haven't been that bad in the Champions League. So I don't think uh, we need to throw the prams out the the baby out the pram in the in the Champions League. But um, it would be lovely to see something fresh just for the sake of seeing something fresh. But I don't really trust that Klopp will will do anything fresh. Uh, yes, I I would just uh, I'm just wondering if uh, what you guys would think if if we played with Reese and Nat if necessary. But if we didn't play the high line, I'm wondering if because we don't need to go forward and uh, and play catch up if if their height and their their strengths would be better utilized um, if we didn't leave that space in behind. I think that's the only way that we uh, we could potentially use them and, and not leave ourselves as exposed. So I'm curious to see um, what we do there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it, it would be it would be curious, but but I don't know. I I, I just think we're a different animal, uh, generally speaking. Generally speaking, in I think we're a different animal in in Europe, and I do think. Uh, that really, it really reminds me in ways of of two thousand and five. Although our personnel is a lot better, the context is a lot different. Um, I do think that we have this particular, I don't know, this 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 different aura about us. Like we remember 
that uh, you know we have uh, electromagnetism in our bloods and in our bodies rather than you know just a load of chicken nuggets or something cheap chicken nuggets um yeah um, just to, i mean quickly I, I need to we need to wrap this up actually about um uh you know because we, we we're running out of time but i've got some stats for you for, for 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 leipzig um since losing to liverpool leipzig have played for one for beating hertha berlin who are currently 15th in the bundesliga borussia mönchengladbach who are currently 10th wolfsburg who are currently uh second or third uh, and and freiburg who are currently 8th um in these four wins they've scored 11 goals and conceded twice um, and, you know, Liverpool are just on this awful, awful run. But nonetheless, uh, how optimistic do you remain? How optimistic are you, Brian, uh, that uh, we're going to get through? It's brilliant. The Champions League is is the only ray of sunshine that has been shining in planet Liverpool of late. And it's like, it's amazing how positive I am about the Champions League. And it's an adventure that we're still on and we're all enjoying this run in the Champions League. And, you know, we're not looking past this team because they're a brilliant team who can hurt us. But actually, I do think a lot of we're getting a lot of our most important players back at just the right time. And uh, some of our players who've been working at the kinks um, are starting to starting to click. And I think, you know, this this particular season, the only the only real ray of sunshine that we have to cling on to um, is the Champions League, right? You know, Liverpool uh, is one of those teams that can um, pull a rabbit out of a hat when it comes to European football. Everything could be going absolutely south domestically, but yet there's something special about the Champions League. We always manage to to um, to make the impossible possible. So um, I'm that's that's what I'm clinging on for. I I I think we're going to win that, that game um, uh, this week, and let's see where that takes us because you know we've got Wolves after that, and uh, I just think one game at a time, qualify for the Champions League next round, is exactly what we need right now. So I'm really looking forward to it. You're here. Absolutely, yeah. Well said, well said, Brian. That's absolutely great. Put me in a good mood. Um, some more stats that might put people in a good mood. This will be the twenty first time that Liverpool have hosted German opposition uh, across all European competition, and we've been actually unbeaten in the in all twenty matches at home, winning sixteen and drawing only four, scoring fifty two goals and conceding only nine. Um, so we're pretty good against German teams, it, it appears, Doug. Um, how optimistic are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling very optimistic. I mean, they they need to they need to score two, um, but their defence always really it's it's the way Nagelsmann plays football. Um, he's very very counter attacking, and the thing he he likes to play a high line as well. So it comes comes to our uh, comes to our uh, advantage as well. And, and the fact is, like, yes, you know they are they are. Um, you know they're they're two, they're they're two 0 down, but you know they've 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 got players that can definitely hurt us. But I go into it with a sense of optimism. Even if we score, if we score, then I think they need three or four. So you know, looking looking at that, 
I do I do think we can go through. Um, I wouldn't be too surprised if it's a draw um, uh, as well. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the fact that we're not playing at Anfield. I'm thankful for the fact that we're back in, back in Budapest. Uh, but yeah, I, I go into it uh, very, very confident uh, with... Uh, with a two-nil lead, and uh, you know, hopefully we can get get uh, you know another couple of goals to effectively uh, kill off the kill off the tie. But uh, but yeah, that 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 record against uh, German clubs is 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 amazing. And just very very quickly, can we just say a massive congratulations to Steven Gerrard today, uh, guiding Rangers to uh, their uh, their first title in a decade. Oh yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, future yeah. Liverpool manager, obviously. Well yeah, well, a future Liverpool manager, maybe a bit, a bit. He needs a bit more experience, of course. But um, I saw today that they've only conceded nine goals in thirty whatever matches, thirty-two matches. It's it's insane what he's doing up there. Even if uh, you know, people say that um, you know they say people do say disparaging things about the Scottish league, but that is remarkable in any league anywhere in the world in the cub scout league that's incredible um uh, abdul um leipzig are you i do share in the optimism we we we're going to get through by hook or by crook uh i just love i, I don't know um i'm i'm 25 years old i don't know how old you guys are but when i was uh quite young all I remember was Liverpool were average in a league, but Champions League nights, we just came alive under Rafa Benitez. And that's the exact same feeling I've got now. I'm just looking forward to the Champions League, looking forward to just hearing that that theme tune. I'm going to stand up, hand on my chest, and I'm going to sing it as well, and then pray to God that we managed to hold out for the 90 minutes because uh, there would be no way worse to, to destroy this season than for Leipzig to go through now at this stage. I, I think... At that point, like everything would just be in Augusta. My heart would be in Augusta. The players' heads would be in Augusta. So I'm not trying to even think about another alternative to us not going through. We have to go through for the sake of our lives, basically. So, um, yeah, I've only positive <laughs> thoughts. And, yeah, we'll, we'll take it from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you know, I don't... I don't um you know, recommend uh, doing anything to your lives if we lose on Wednesday. I mean, you know, Dante Alighieri wrote about the nine circles of hell and uh, there may well be a tenth, uh, which we're, we're living uh, now, you know, beyond the frozen lake with uh, Lucifer and, and the other bad guys right in the centre of hell. I mean, there might be another circle beyond that uh, in which, uh, you know, we have to watch replays of today's match against Fulham. Um so you know let's all stay stay alive stay on the planet and um and peter um you know just 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 to end with you your your feelings i mean rb leipzig i mean jürgen klopp has is unbeaten in his three games against german opponents in the champions league one two drawn one uh, with all three of those fixtures coming in the round of 16 surely we can reach the quarter final and keep the hope flowing peter Yes, I'm going to have to agree with everybody. I, I do see us getting over the line. Um, what plays into our hands is Leipzig's going to have to come forward. They're going to have to score at least two. And that's exactly what we want from our opposition. So no matter who we start up front, I think we're going to catch um, catch them open. 
and find the back of the net at least once. It could be a score draw, like Doug said. I'm guessing maybe 1-1, maybe even a 2-1 loss, but I do think that one goal that we get is going to be enough, and I see us going through. We're a different beast. In the Champions League, we have a lot of swagger, and I think the players are looking for some excuse to uh, walk in with a different mindset, and it's going to be quite a relief. Um, so I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully keeping a little bit of light in the tunnel. You're damn right. Absolutely excellent. Beautifully well said. And that's a lovely place to leave it for now. Um, I want to thank you uh, very, very much, uh, Peter and Doug and Abdul and Brian. Um, it's been a real pleasure talking to you all. Everybody check out the Dugout Football channel. Also check out at watch underscore LFC on Twitter. Brilliant stuff that uh, Abdul's involved with as well. Wonderful account to follow. And, um, you know, the Liverpool, uh, you know, thank God we can just put it all aside us, uh, beside us, um, on the side, and, and march into Hungary, hopefully famished for a victory. Uh, thanks very much, everyone. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers, yeah, cheers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>